signed by a man. And really? You're ahead of Bale? The man who personified the words, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I never had to say I'm Batman. I showed up. People knew I was Batman. Batman, what are you doing? I'm Batman. Is that Batman? The Rickon of the Gotham Museum of Art. This looks like a job for... Second episode of Enter the Batcave, the official, I should say, because, well, we, the first episode was a two-parter, and here I am with the graphic novel, uh, sorry, graphic novel adaptation of the 1989 Batman movie, and we're going to be reviewing this today, and also... Later on, I will be talking about who I would consider to play the Joker at that time, in 1989. And before we go into it, we got to talk about the people behind this, uh, behind the 89 graphic novel adaptation. Uh, this is actually the, the deluxe edition that I have. Uh, I got it on the 30th 
anniversary of the 89 Batman movie. And this was actually something that I was trying to track down for uh, for years. And I finally got a hold of it. You know, thank God for the anniversary. So, first, Dennis O'Neill. Uh, Dennis O'Neill, of course, was a writer and an editor for both Marvel and DC. And in fact, he is actually responsible for creating... Roz and Talia al Ghul back in the 1970s for Batman. And for Marvel Comics, as I scroll right down here, he has worked on Daredevil, Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, Iron Man, The Hulk. He's worked on Power Man and Iron Fist, Moon Knight. And he, well, he did one issue of X-Men, actually. And as for, like, uh, other graphic novels, he did Batman Shaman 1993, Batman Venom, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Volume 2, uh, Batman Birth of the Demon, Batman Death of Innocence, The Horror of Landmines. And also Batman, The Ring, The Arrow, and The Bat in 2003. He also did The Shadow, 1941, Hitler's Astrology, which came out in 1988. And also, he did some other work for, for DC as well. He did the famous Superman versus Muhammad Ali comic. He's done... Let's see, he's worked on Superman as well. Some other Superman stuff. Uh, actually, I think that's the only Superman thing he ever did, actually. But he has worked on Justice League, Nightwing 1 through 4, the limited series in 1995. He did the Super Friends issues number 20, 22, and 24. He did Wonder Woman 178 to 181. Yeah, pretty much worked on Wonder Woman from 1968 to 1972. So, those are his credits. And he died uh, last... Yeah, he died last year in June 11, 2020. So, it's been a, been a year since his passing. Yeah, vaguely remember that. And next, we get into another person here. Jerry... Ordway, I uh, hope I pronounced that name uh, correctly, here, he is he's a penciler, inker, and a writer, and for, let's see, for DC Comics, just looking through his uh, bibliography here, oh, he did do the, well, other than the, uh, the official comic adaptation of the 89 movie, he has also done The Authority, The Law, The Lost Year. He's done DC Universe Legacies, uh, number six, DC Universe Presents 6 through 8, Challengers of the Unknown. He did Justice League of America 193, all. All-Star Squadron, 
He's done a lot of Green Arrows here. Green Lantern. I sorry, Green Lantern. Uh, Green Lantern Volume Four, Five. Green Lantern Corps, Eighteen. Green Lantern Movie Prequel. Hell Jordan, Number One. Green Lantern Movie Prequel. Sinistro. He's done Superman, Batman, Seventy Two to Seventy Five. Superman, Secret Files and Origins, number one. Superman, The Earth Stealers, number one. Superman, The Legacy of Superman, issue number one, 1993. Uh, he's also done Wonder Woman as well. For Marvel Comics, he's done The Avengers, volume three, numbers, issues number 16 through 18. Captain America, volume three, number 30. To Hulk, number 9 through 11. That was in 1999 to 2000. And he's also done some Thor um, books as well. Thor, volume 2, uh, issue number 9, as an inker, 1999. And Thor, 2000, number issue number 1, as an artist, in 2000. So, without further ado let's get right into the uh to the graphic novel here now the deluxe edition on um pages it has like the same scene but it also has it has one in black and white and one in color you know you got the the black and white on the left and the color and on the right and we start off um, with the scene, as we all know, um, you know, with the kid and, you know, his parents, you know, walking through the, walking through Crime Alley, even though it's not um, confirmed as Crime Alley. They never officially call it that in the, in the movies. And we also see people in the movie theater actually watching it. Um, and there is some... Some dialogue here that is uh, added to this one. We don't uh, hear it in, in the movie. You know, it's just a movie for heaven's sakes. Never mind, Harold. Can we please just get a taxi? We'll never get a cab. Let's cut over to 7th. We're going the wrong way. 7th is that way. I know where we are. And then, of course, we get... The part where Harold gets hit on the back of the head with the gun. And of course the guy says, uh, do the kid get a favor, lady. Don't scream. And then, of course, we cut to the muggers. They're up on the rooftop and they talk about what they got. And also talk about Johnny Gobbs. And then, of course, they hear the, the sound and they hear the, the Batman. And, of course, we get a scene where they try shooting at him. Of course, we don't see Batman fall to the ground in this one. And he just streaks up, uh, sidekicks the guy. Oh, punches one of the guys in the face. And he does the, D don't kill me, don't kill me, man. And in this one, he says, you're trespassing, rat, rat breath. Trespassing? You don't own the night. And he goes, Tell your friends. Tell all your friends. I am the knight. So yeah, we don't hear 
I'm Batman, we hear I am the Knight, which was originally written in the script, but Michael Keaton, of course, joked around and said the line, you know, I'm Batman. And of course, uh, you can go back to the watch along I did, part one of um, the watch along where I talked about it. And then, of course, we cut right, right here. I mean, sorry, we go right to uh, the scene with uh, Jack Napier and Alicia Hutt right in her apartment. They're looking at Harvey Dan to the press conference. And, of course, you know, talking about Carl and, you know, he says, of course, the infamous line, you know, I didn't ask after she asked, you know, you look fine. And then we cut right here to the next panel. We see Alexander Knox meeting with here with the I mean Lieutenant Eckhart. And of course he denies um, you know that there is a giant bat in Gotham. City, then we cut right to um, the scene right here where he meets with Jack Napier. And of course, there's some different dialogue here. You know, Napier, he goes, well, 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 here comes our pet police lieutenant. Whatever you're selling, I ain't buying. I answered to Grissom, not to Psychos. Why, officer, you should be thinking about the future. You mean... When you run the show, you ain't got no future, Jack. You're an A1 nut boy, and Grissom knows it. And then, of course, he puts him up against the wall, and he's got the gun in his face, and he says, watch the suit. And Grissom lets him go, and he just walks away, and he says, and where have you been spending your nights, handsome? Yeah, pretty much the same thing, except we don't get the uh, handsome. And then we cut to the office of Alexander Knox. Uh, we go right to the office. We don't go to the scene where Commissioner Gordon, uh, Harvey Dent, and the mayor, they talk about um, trying to get Carl Grissom in the courthouse and talking about balloons and hot dogs and stuff. Um, yeah, one of the... Guy says, hey, Knox, someone to see you. And then we see Vicki Vale walk in. She walks in. She goes, I'm Vicki Vale. Oh, the photographer, right. Bo Cosmo. I've seen your stuff. Listen, I hope you didn't come here to ask me to pose nude because you're going to need a long lens. And, of course, she shows her, you know, pictures of the of the uh, Corto Maltese, and she says that, um, you know, she's interested in Knox's, um, you know, Knox, Knox's investigation, you know, the Batman, trying to find out who the Batman is, and, and of course she gives him the uh, tickets to Bruce Wayne's uh, charity party party and of course um you know he asks um 
you know, will you marry me? Do you snore? And he says, I'll learn. <laughs> okay. And then we go right to Carl Grissom's office, and unlike in the movie, it's just um, Jack Napier and Carl Grissom talking amongst each other, and we don't get the infamous, let's say this, son of a bitch. <laughs> I love that scene. You know, he says, uh, I want you to handle the Operation Access Chemical. Personally, Jack, me, Carl, can we send somebody else? The fumes in that place. Jack, it's an important job. If the DA gets the record, books will be figured. I need someone I can trust. Okay, I'll handle it. With your luck, it should be a piece of cake. Yeah, we don't get that in the movie. My friend, your luck is about to change. And then Alicia Hutt comes in and she says, You say something, Gussie? Not to you, Alicia. To your very special friend, Jack. Do me a favor. Get Lieutenant Eckhart on the phone. Tell him thanks for the information about Jack's hobby. So Grissom knows about this and is setting Jack up. And then we go right to Wayne Manor, and Knox is trying to interview Gordon about the Batman. Of course, Gordon denies, denies it. And then we got the one scene we of um, Napier and his men entering the Axis Chemical. We see them like holding up the security guards and then breaking right in. We don't have to see that in the movie. Um, and then we go to them, uh, we go to, um, Knox and Vicky Vale in the armory room. That's where they meet Bruce Wayne, you know, you know, does the, you know, I, cause I bought it in Japan and of course they have a conversation you know about you know about uh, why about why she's here and um, you know here in Gotham and you know they make small talk for the most part and of course uh, Alfred comes in and tells him that uh, Commissioner Gordon left sir very unexpectedly <laughs> and of course he watches and of course he leaves and then watches them in the Batcave uh, with the secret mirror camera. And then of course uh, we see in the Batcave with Alfred. You know, he says, play the Gordon tape again, Alfred. Yes, sir. And then we hear the line at Anonymous Tip, Jack Napers, clean out access chemicals. Good Lord, we could put our hands on him, we'd have Grissom. And he says, I'm going. And then we go to outside of Excess Chemicals where we see Eckhart and his men going in and he says, shoot to kill. And then Napier's men, they find out that the safe's been empty. They see the cops outside and he goes, we've been ratted out here, boys. 
too. And then, of course, we get the, the shootout between the gangsters and the cops. Gordon shows up. What's going on here? This is my car. Beat it. Like hell. I want him taken alive. I repeat, any man who opens fires on Jack Napier will answer to me. And, of course, uh, Jack Napier and uh, one of the gangsters um, tries to find a way out, you know. And, and, of course, Batman shows up and he does the thing with the grappling gun and hooks him by the coat and hangs from above. He does the, oh, let me down, let me down. Gordon sees Batman for the first time and says, oh, my God. And, of course, Eckhart is there. That we don't see in the movie. And that's where you see uh, Jack say the infamous line, Eckhart, think about the future. Shoots him down. And then Batman arrives to stop Jack. And Jack goes, nice outfit. Shoots. It actually reflects off Batman's cape. Uh, we don't see him put up the... Uh, you know, the armored shield, the shield arms, you know, with the hooks and stuff. Just bounces off the cape, ricochets, hits him in the face, and then he falls down. We don't see him uh, grabbing onto Batman's arms. We see Batman standing up the arm, and then he just falls down and falls into the access chemicals. And then we see Gordon's policeman go up on the catwalk and they say hold it right there batman has his back to them does the exploding gas ball and then disappears up into the roof hmm. and one of the officer goes who is this guy i don't know until we find out keep a lid on it and then we go outside access chemicals we don't see the part where batman is on the roof and then he just and then he walks away. We see outside the building access chemicals. We go into the right into the water part, and we see the hand raise up, and a shot of the bridge in the city. And then we go to Vicky Vale having dinner at uh, Bruce's house, and you know they do the whole like. You know, have you ever eaten in here? And he says, like, uh, you know, I don't think I've ever eaten in this room before. They leave the room, and then um, and then they walk and talk after a few um, drinks. I mean, we don't see Alfred in this scene, you know, talking about uh, Bruce's uh, first and last horse riding session. You know, she goes, this house, all this stuff, it just doesn't seem like you. Well, some of it very much, and some of it. It isn't. And she, he says, uh, the dining room isn't. <laughs> and she says, you're very strange. Thank you. And then we get the scene on the stairs. Um, you know, she says, you know, is this fair? I'm half drunk and you're not even. He goes, hey, two drinks and I'm flying. Whereas in the movie, he says, hey, one drink and I'm flying. And she goes, why are you afraid of flying? And then we see them kiss each other and 
in the background we see the the lightning um, bolt and of course that doesn't happen in the movie and then we cut right to the scene in the uh, crime bosses uh, the crime doctors uh, bosses doctor whatever you call him and there where we get the unveiling mirror mirror <laughs> and unlike in the movie where we see only the back of um, the Joker's head and you know we and the rest of it is dark and we just hear him laughing we do actually see the full face for the first time and he's laughing as he sees it and again you know he's laughing to keep from crying you know you know just like in the movie and then we go right into Carl Grissom's office he does the you know is that you sugar bumps he's and then of course it's me sugar bumps he sees that jack is is alive you know tries to talk him down you know says jack listen we'll cut a deal jack jack's dead my you can call me Joker. And then he shoot he shoots him, and then after he shoots him, he says, and as you can see, I'm much happier. Whereas uh, he says the line, and then he proceeds to shoot him. And we don't get the, uh, where you, where do they get a load of me? Um, line it says he it looks at the gotham globe paper where it says wing free terrorizes gotham gangland he says watch it batman oh he does say it he says wait till they get a load of me okay we do get that scene okay and then we go to the gotham globe you know uh, alexander knox he says you know i'm losing confidence in you you know going out with this and she says, this wouldn't be a personal issue for you, wouldn't? Going out with this weirdo, I just want you to do this, do your job. I am doing my job. There's nothing in this file but social puffery, no photos, no history, no nothing. Where does he get his money? What's he do all day? Who is he? He goes, who cares? I do, and I'm going to get some answers. So we don't get the scene where, um, you know, Bruce lies to her about, you know, like she's going to go... Out where he's going to go out of town on a business meeting and stuff like that. And then we go to her uh, following Bruce right into Crime Alley. He lays the roses down to where his parents were killed. And we also don't get the uh, scene where the Joker meets with the other mob bosses and, you know, he... And, of course, uh, he kills one of them with the joy buzzer and you know he goes you know have you ever heard of the healing factor of laughter <laughs> you know and does with uh bob the goon he does remember you are number one a guy so we're outside of the steps there of uh gotham city all the Joker shows up. He puts the the long pen in in Benny, 
And he goes, instead of saying, you know, the pen is truly mightier than the sword, he says, shouldn't try to take that trait, blah, sorry. Shouldn't try to take what belongs to the Joker, Vinny. And then the Joker's henchmen, they, they fire off their Tommy guns. Vicky's there, she sees Bruce, she says, Bruce, get down. And of course he realizes who the Joker is, it's Jack Napier, he says, it's him. And of course Vicky Bales uh, sees Bruce, confronts him, and we don't really get, um, we don't get any dialogue between these two in the movie, but we do so in here, you know, she says, Bruce, you might have been killed those guns guns bruce i'm sorry and then another reporter shows up mrs vale and then we cut to the joker's hideout the mayor is talking about um you know gets asked about batman possibly being a mob enforcer and of course joker goes batman batman can somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in where a man dressed up as a bat gets all my press? Well, of course, he doesn't say press in this one. He says my airtime. And he goes, this town needs an enema. <laughs> and he doesn't do the, you know, the, you know, the blow thing. And, of course, uh, one of the reporters asks Mrs. Vale, you know, you know about what she, I know if she saw anything. She goes, yes, but I was too busy dodging bullets to see much. And that's where he sees Vicky Vale for the first time, other than just, um, you know, other, unlike in the movie where he sees the photos of her from Bob the Goon, and Bob the Goon is right there. To stop the press, who is that? That's Vicky Vale. She's a photographer. That woman has style. A lovely beast like beast like that will get a man up and running she's been dating some guy named wayne she's gonna train up i'm gonna get me a new girl bobby after all i need one too i mean I, yeah i need one too bad about alicia taking a header out the window isn't it so yeah uh alicia does uh commit suicide though um she commits suicide before joker confronts vicky vale at the um at the apartment and actually after the scene where uh alicia comes in and takes her shopping bags into the other room with carl grissom uh we don't see her again you know we don't see her again in the um in the graphic novel adaptation and then of course we get the action news scene where the girl starts uh literally laughing to death due to the joker's um toxin smilex and you know we don't see the part where he's in the access chemical plant and he says you know ship them all we're gonna take them out a whole new door and instead we cut we go right here to the actual news scene we see the tv screen appear and the women they go love that joker and we see him coming here. New and improved Joker brand with my secret sauce. Smilex. Let's go to a blind taste test. 
He's not happy. He's been using brand X. And then he takes the Joker brand, pours it into a spoon and gives him a spoonful of it. He goes, but with the new improved Joker brand, I get a grin again and again. Where can you buy these fine new items? Well, that's the deal, folks. Chances are you bought them already. So if you did, remember, put on a happy face. <laughs> and actually, uh, after the guy takes the spoon fill, uh, he starts laughing. And then we cut to uh, Vicky Vale going to the um, Lugleham, I think that's how it's pronounced, F-L-U-G-E-L-H-E-I-M Museum. And she's been told, I mean, she had a message from Bruce Wayne to meet her there. And, um, of course, Alfred tells her, you know, like, uh, you know, she called to say that she'll be 10 minutes late. And he goes, and Bruce goes, but I'm not meeting her. And then we go right to where, um, she's sitting in the restaurant. She gets a package. I mean, yeah, the little box, and it says, Dear V-Vale, put this on right now. And we see the gas come in and kill pretty much almost everyone except for Vicky because she has the mask on. And then we get to the Joker and his men coming in, and he goes, Okay, everybody, let's broaden our minds. Yep, the party man scene. And we don't see... Them, like, painting over, um, you know, the other paintings and knocking stuff down and what have you. And he comes in. He says, I think it's safe to take that off. Does the magic lighter, the lighter that shoots across, streams across, and lights the candles. You know, says that she's beautiful. You know, and he does, of course, um, you know, the famous line, you know, I do art until somebody dies. He wants his face on the $1 bill. You know, she asks, you know, what do you want? A little song, a little dance, Batman's head upon a lance. And we don't get the part where she splashes water in his face after squirting um, the acid uh, posy. You know, where it looks, where he does the whole, oh, I'm melting, I'm melting. And then reveals, then he reveals himself to her and he goes, boo. Instead, we get uh, Batman crashing through the ceiling. Uses the grapple gun and rescues uh, Vicky Vale. Gets, a, gets her out of there and he goes, Those toys. Where does he get those wonderful toys? And Vicky and Batman make their escape through the Batman. Mobile, and you know, there's one part where she goes, uh, why can't I see out the windows? I changed the polarization of the glass. This is kidnapping. Looks like it. Bro. And so we don't get the part where uh, they go into the uh, to the dark alley and Batman has the epic uh, fight scene with the Joker's uh, henchmen. We don't get that. 
Uh, nor do we get the long um, sequence where he's riding through the woods and and stuff. We get a little bit of that as they see the you know the little um, cave there. We're almost there. Hang on. You're heading straight for that wall. I know. Don't you want to stop or turn or no? It's not real stone, Miss Vale. It's a hologram. I'm glad. And then, of course, they enter the back cave. Watch your step in here. What is this place? Home. And she sees the bat. She sees the, yeah, she sees the bats and she goes, bats, they're terrifying. That's the idea. They're also great survivors. And then, of course, they enter another part of the back cave and we see actually the products um you know the baby powder and shampoo and all that stuff you know batman figuring out um the jokes are you know the joker's um sources for you know his smilax and we actually see the you know we see the actual products you know we see him we actually see that he's actually been working you know trying to figure out his uh his ingredients uh whereas um in the movie we see him at the computer and you know he's looking up the information and stuff and of course uh he gives him the file I mean, he gives her the file says you know take it to the press and you know she says why did you bring me here you could have sent this information you're right. I could have. There is something else. And then she gives him, um, yeah, he gives her, you know, a knockout gas. I'm sorry. I was wrong to bring you here. And then we cut to the next day where the newscaster says, you know, avoid the following combinations. Deodorants with baby powder, hairspray, and shampoo. Safe products are flying in as Gotham City goes on a forced fast. And all of Gotham is wondering what to make of Batman. Friend or foe? I have given a name to my pain. And it is Batman. And in this one, we see the, uh, you know, the boxing glove on that uh, little stretcher thing punch a hole through the TV. Whereas um, in that scene, Bat you know, Joker just takes a gun and just shoots at the TV. And he goes, Bob, you got to strength. You got to possess strength to inflict greater pain. We got a bat to kill, and I want to clean my claws. And then we cut to Bruce over at Vicky Vale's apartment, and he's trying to tell tell her that he's Batman. And then of course he gets interrupted by the Joker. And his uh, goons. And then we get the infamous, you know, you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Tell me something, my friend. Do you ever dance with the devil by the pale moonlight? What? I asked that question of all my prey. Just before I send a draft through their domes. <laughs> and then after he shoots him, he says, never rub another man's rhubarb. Um, and right before he leaves, he does the, 
I am only laughing on the outside. My smile is just skin deep. If you could see inside, I'm really crying. You might join me for a weep. And Joker leaves with his henchmen. Bruce is gone. You know, she finds the uh, steel plate, which uh, became his uh, bulletproof vest. She goes back to Gotham Globe with Alexander Knox. And they see the article where Bruce's mother and father were shot down in Crime Alley. And she says, oh my God, his parents were murdered in that alley. That's why he went there. It was the anniversary of their death. The look on his face is just like that day with the Joker in front of City Hall. So she figures out, yeah, she starts to figure out that Bruce Wayne actually is Batman. And we go to the Batcave where Bruce um, looks at the file that uh, Alfred got on his parents. And he has the flashback to the day when he was, uh, I mean, when his parents were murdered in that alley. And of course, Jack Na we see a young Jack Napier holding the gun to Bruce saying, You ever dance with the devil by the pale moonlight? And, and of course, uh, we cut back to the present time. He says, it was him, and then he hears, Are, are you alright? And that's when we see that Vicky Vale has entered the Batcave, thanks to um, Alfred. Yep, the infamous Vicky Vale finds out that Bruce Wayne is indeed Batman. You know, she goes, You're him, aren't you? The Batman. And, you know, we get some dialogue, um, you know, we hear some dialogue that wasn't in the, in the movie, but, uh, we hear it here. I loved you ever since, I loved you every night since I met you, but I don't know if I can love you dead. I can't help you out with that. I wear a cape, you take pictures. It's not a perfect world. And she says, it doesn't have to be a perfect world. I just gotta know if we're gonna try to love each other. And, of course, he opens up the vault with the bat suit. He says, he's out there right now, and I've got to go to work. And we see the scene where Batman uh, takes the Batmobile, crashes through access chemicals. Joker's henchmen fire every bullet at him. And he, of course, uh, blows up uh, access chemicals. <clears throat> And we see the Joker in his uh, Joker helicopter and some different dialogue from the movie here. He says, so you figured out where I connected my little surprises, hey? The place where my life as the Joker started, but you're down there and I'm up here. I'm going to the Gotham Bi Bicentennial Festival. You really ought to show up. I'm going to kill a thousand people an hour until you do. And then we see the parade, and, you know, they see the balloons there, and the Joker is uh, dropping money. And actually, also, we don't see 
in the uh, graphic novel adaptation, the scene where, um, you know, he promises to drop, a, you know, like a million dollars on the crowd of Gotham. And, you know, the Joker and his men, they're just dropping money. Um, Knox and Bale, they show up taking pictures. Uh, she sees, um, you know, the Smilex gas. She says some kind of vapor. Those balloons are full of Smilex gas. And the gas starts affecting everyone. You know, she says, he's gonna, he's gonna kill everybody. And then we see the bat wing flying through the air. And we see some dialogue in there. Alfred, you read me? Yes, sir. Most of the crowd hasn't seen the gas or its effects. They're still looking at, at the bills. And one of the crowd members notices it and, and sees the um, that it's fake. So that was actually uh, written into... The earlier uh, one of the earlier scripts of um, of the movie, but uh, it got cut out for some reason. I mean, we still see where um, the Joker drops the money, but it's uh, real money. It's not the um, the one where his face is on the one dollar bill. And now the Joker's men they put the mask on, and Joker goes. Now comes the part where I relieve. You, the little people, of the burden of your failed and useless lives. But, as my plastic surgeon always said, when you gotta go, go with a smile. And unleashes more of the gas. And the Batwing flies down, captures the balloons. Joker gets pissed off. He says, my balloons. Those are my balloons. And the Batwing flies into the air with the balloons. And he goes, He stole my balloons! Why didn't somebody tell me he had one of those things? And he shoots Bob the Goon. So, yep, Bob the Goon dies, which is unfortunate. And Batman releases the balloons up into the air. And... You see the Joker, you know, he's down there on the ground. He's, as the Batwing approaches, he goes, Where's everyone running to? It's just cooking good, you schmoes. I, uh... And he sees, he goes, back for more. Come to me, you gruesome son of a... We don't... We don't hear the full word. He just pulls out the long gun, shoots the Batwing, and we also don't see the Batwing uh, shooting out its missiles or machine guns either. And, of course, Batman says, Explosive shell! I'm hit! I'm going down! And... Smashes right into the Gotham Cathedral. Vicky Vale shows up, tries to see if he's still alive. She goes, Darling, that's the way I like to hear you talk. And we see the Joker pointing the gun at Vicky Vale, and we see the henchmen uh, going up the Gotham Cathedral stairs. He says, looks like I gotta get you to the church on time. Goes on his walkie-talkie, says, Transportation for two at the top of Gotham City Cathedral in five minutes. Roger, boss. Then he does 
um, look up at the Gotham Cathedral, sees it's going to take him longer, and he says, hmm, better make it 10. And as him and Vicky fail going to the cathedral, we see that Batman has survived barely, and he's limping going in there. And then, of course, he accidentally falls and knocks over the pubes. Joker hears this as um, Vicky trips on the steps and he says, keep moving, we've got company. You'll move faster without the heels. And we see the part where he takes one of the heels, kisses it, and drops it on the floor. Gordon's men show up. Uh, Gordon says, what's going on here? The police, and one of the policemen goes, Commissioner, the Joker and his gang are in the cathedral and Batman too. Uh, Joker and Vicky, they finally make it up to the top. You know, she says, there's nowhere else to run. And he squirts the uh, acid from his uh, posy. Run onto the bell. I'm through running. Just a little dab should do. And Viola, instant privacy. The bell falls down. Pretty much breaks every stair in the... In the church, and of course Batman avoids it, and the bell crashes through. The policeman can't can't get inside, and then we see Batman enter the top of the belfry, and he hears, "It seems at last I have a bat in my belfry." And then one of the henchmen uh, comes at him. He has the you know, the knives and it's, you know, strapped to his uh, boots. Batman, of course, uses the long spatula thing, hooked to his arm, gets him right in the nuts. And, and of course, Lawrence drops down, tries to get a jump on Batman. He actually ducks and falls on the guy with the, um, with the knives and attached to his boots. And they go, and they go down. And... Of course, we have Batman uh, fighting with the uh, the last member of the goon, the black guy. And, you know, he says, and then, you know, the Joker, meanwhile, is dancing with Vicky Vale, says, ignore the servant. You know, without you, I don't think I could go on. He fires off the fake gun, <laughs> which scares her. And he goes, it's as though as we were made for each other. Beauty and the beast. Of course, if anyone calls you beast, I'll rip their lungs out. And as he's doing all that, Batman and the henchmen, they have their little battle. And, of course, Batman dismisses of the goon. And he goes, pardon me. Boom! Punches Joker in the face and says, Have you ever danced with the devil by the pale moonlight? And he goes, You're not going to walk away from this. He goes, You idiot! You made me, remember. You dropped me in that vat of chemicals. It was pretty hard to settle down after that. Don't think that I didn't try. He goes, I know what you did. And as he's beating him up, you know, he says, you know, you murdered my parents. I made you, but you made me first. You know, he says, uh, I say you made me. I, I say you made me. You say, you have to say I made you. You know, how childish can you get? You wouldn't hit a man with glasses on, would you, huh? 
And of course, Batman hits him, and it looks like the Joker has fallen to his death. Vicky Vale goes, I didn't see him. Did he fall off the ledge? And we see the Joker hanging onto the ledge. He, of course, his back is to the he's to the wall, the edge. He says, I saved the last dance for you, and pulls them both down. And then, of course, looks at the gargoyle, says, what are you laughing at? Uh, you know, he steps on the old steps and, you know, goes, they don't make them. They don't make ledges the way they used to. You know, and, uh, you know, proceeds to stomping on them. He doesn't do the thing with Vicky Vale where he says, you know, here, let me lend you a hand. And we see the helicopter coming in the ladder drops down he says well it's time to retire feel free to drop in and of course uh batman and um vicky they get on the ledge she says what's that and he says i suppose to me it will label it a batarang so he throws the rope you know attached to the batarang where we don't Whereas in the movie, it just shoots out, you know, like a little gun and stuff. And hooks the Joker's leg to um, to the guard. Goyle. And the Joker's man, they're trying to... They're trying to get him up. And then the we see the police uh, helicopter coming right towards the Joker's helicopter. Uh, we don't see that in the movie. And, you know, Joker, he realizes he's stuck. He's saying, stop, wait, down, down. And then, of course, the gargoyle breaks off. And as it breaks off, the Joker uh, keeps falling down. And so do Batman and Vicky Vale. And unlike in, in the movie, Batman gets the grappling gun and the... Uh, you know, hooks onto something in the church, and then him and Vicky, they crash through a glass window, another part of the church. Uh, whereas in the movie, they just, um, you know, they get saved by the grappling gun and just hang and just swing, you know, back and forth. You know, he goes, are you all right? She says, I think so. I don't think the same can be said for the Joker. And we see the Joker lying down on the ground. He's, uh, you know, Doing the laugh, you know, the laugh box. <laughs> and, and then, you know, a police officer um, sees, uh, you know, the cape and cowl of the Batman. You know, he says, Batman's falling to the ground over here. Turn him over. Now we'll see who this guy is. Turns out to be Alexander Knox, and Knox says, can I still make the late edition? And, of course, um, we see Bruce Wayne um, without the mask and without the cape, uh, though he still has the suit on, and he has the, the utility belt uh, over his shoulder. And actually, the scene where we see Alexander Knox, um, you know, covered in the, uh, the cape and the mask, um, that was actually written into the script, and there's actually, if you go online, there's uh, photos of that. They, they have photos of him, um, of him covered down right there, and 
Of course, uh, that did not make the final draft, unfortunately. I mean, I would have loved to see that. I think that would have been a good, um, you know, I think that would have been a good comedy bit there. And so we go to Gotham City Hall. There's the press conference. Commissioner Gordon goes, all right, members of the press, I have a few announcements to make. First, to clear up a little misunderstanding, Gotham Globe reporter Alexander Knox is not Batman. No shit. And Alexander Knox goes, on the other hand, he's not Alexander Knox. <clears throat> We've received a letter from Batman this morning. Gotham City's earned a rest from crime. But if the forces of evil should rise again to cast a shadow on the heart of the city, call me. Question. How do we call him? He gave us the signal. And then we see the bat signal flash right there on the building. And we see Alexander Knox with Vicky Vale. He says, Vicky, aren't you covering this press conference? No, I'm going to disappear for a while. What about the Pulitzer Prize? And she says, you get mine for me, Allie, and kisses Alexander Knox on the lips. Well, Alexander at least gets a kiss from Vicky. What about your picture of Batman? Take care, Allie. And she goes in to the alley. She sees Alfred. Miss Bell, I thought champagne might be in order, ma'am. She goes in the car. He says, Mr. Wayne said to tell you that he might that he'd be a, a bit late. I'm not surprised, Alfred. I'm not surprised at all. And then we see Batman swinging from the rope as we see the bat signal. And thus... That's the um, that's the movie, and also uh, one of the last pages we see um, the original black and white cover artwork for the newsstand edition of um, you know the movie special Batman, and we actually see Batman uh, punching, kicking the Joker and his henchmen. So uh, we don't really get the full fight scene from the movie and and this um, graphic novel adaptation. And all in all, I give this one about, um, I give this one a B. I give it a B. I rank it as a graphic novel. novel. Um, I love the art. The art is very colorful. You know, the color part, I don't know why they have it. They have the black and white on the left side and then the color part on the right side. I mean, not that I... Uh, I mean, I don't think it really makes that much sense, you know, not that I don't mind black and white comic books, you know, I mean, because I, because I've actually read a few black and white comic books, but my thing is, uh, if you're gonna have it, have it in one color, not just in two colors, uh, the color art is awesome, I mean, there is, we do get some dialogue that, uh, we didn't, uh, hear in the, in the movie, um, you know, because of the drafts and stuff like that. But all in all, it's uh, pretty good. If you're a fan of this movie or if you're a diehard fan of Batman, then I highly recommend you try and pick this up. Uh, the deluxe edition and also the original um, as well. All right. I got me some uh, kombucha here. Some Kavita sparkling probiotic strawberry acai coconut kombucha. And now we're going to talk about 
the Joker. There you go. Take a little, take a little swig of this. Now, as I talked about in the uh, watch along, part one and part two, um, originally considered for the role for the Joker was Ray Liotta, Brad Dorif, John Lithgow, yeah, John Lithgow, David Bowie, Tim Curry, and James Woods. Now, Woods. I would consider for the role of the Joker and, um, you know, especially at that time because James Woods was, uh, very popular in movies, uh, you know, he was getting nominated for Oscars at that time. And also I talked about, um, Robin Williams, uh, Robin Williams had lobbied to play the Joker in the movie. In fact, he actually lobbied to play the Joker and the Dark Knight. And unfortunately, we did not see that uh, come through fruition. And I think Robin Williams would have actually uh, killed it as the Joker. Uh, he definitely would have been a top um, candidate for that, for that role. It was really a dream role for him. And unfortunately, he passed away and we never got to see that. And... As far as the other actors go, like, for example, Ray Liotta, I can't see Ray Liotta playing the Joker. I could see him playing uh, Rupert Thorne, or I could see him play, um, you know, one of the other gangsters like um, Carmine uh, Falcone or, um, you know, or um, Maroney. You know, I could see him playing one of the gang you know, those big uh, gangsters, but I cannot see him playing, you know, the Joker. I mean, don't get me wrong, there have been times when Ray Liotta has been funny in films, especially in um, Goodfellas, but, um, you know, he's not, like, ha-ha funny, you know? Uh, I don't see him being, like, you know, ha-ha funny. So, um, yeah, that's somebody I cannot see playing uh, the Joker, uh, David Bowie, I could definitely see him playing the Joker, you know, because he's, you know, he's very animated, you know, and his music and what have you. And also, Tim Burton actually wanted someone to play the Joker, and that is John Glover, who many of you may know from Gremlins 2, the new batch, and of course playing Lionel Luthor. Yep, the father of Lex Luthor on the TV series Smallville. And maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I, I'd probably watch out of curiosity. I don't know how he would, um, how he would do as the Joker. But, uh, we'll see. You know, that's something definitely to think about. And another person to definitely think about is John Lithgow. Um, Lithgow has said that um, during the 
that he did actually audition for the role of Joker, and during the uh, his audition, he attempted to try to talk Tim Burton out of casting him, which he said that he later regretted. Um, he didn't realize it was such a big deal. And, you know, Lithgow is actually someone who I really could have seen um, actually play the Joker. And, of course, this was John Lithgow um, right before, um, you know, Third Rock from the Sun and his other roles that he would go on to play. And... And, of course, the studio turned down um, Burton's idea of having um, John Glover as, you know, the Joker because the studio uh, insisted on using a movie star. And it wound up going to Jack Nicholson, and the rest, as they say, is history. Now, another person that many people may not have um, thought about or considered for the role of the Joker... And this is someone that, um, when I think about it, um, this is someone I think could have definitely, absolutely, 1,000% could have played the Joker if they didn't cast Jack Nicholson, Robin Williams, John Lithgow, or uh, James Woods, Billy Drago. Yep, Billy Drago. For those of you who, have, who are fans of... Um, B-movies of the late 80s and 90s. Um, he was always in those movies, always playing a villain. Of course, uh, he was known for for being in Clint Eastwood's um, Western film, Pale Rider. And of course, he was in Brian De Palma's The Untouchables. And looking at his um, filmography here of course uh if you're a fan of the chuck norris movies you might remember him from being in invasion usa and delta force 2 the columbian connection he was in in that one and then and then of course uh he was also on the TV series Friday the 13th, the series. He was on the episode Read My Lips. And other roles, he was on an episode of Hunter. Uh, he was on the episode of Pen Pals. And he did two movies with, um, with Cynthia Rothrock. Yep. The Blonde Fury herself. He was in um, Martial Law 2, Undercover, and was also in Lady Dragon Part 2. And he was also in Cyborg 2, which starred a young Angelina Jolie. Yep, Angelina Jolie. And it also had Jack... Palance, yep, Jack Palance was was in there, and he, and also in it was uh, Karen Shepard, another martial arts movie actress, and Elias Cotes, who many of you may know as the original Casey Jones from 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1 and 3, and also from Chicago PD. And, you know, Billy Drago, I mean, if you look at his look, I mean, um, he could actually play the Joker if you look at his face, you know, and, and stuff. And plus he's got, um, yeah, you know, you look at his facial features and stuff, I mean, he's definitely somebody who could have, um, you know, who could have played the Joker, you know, he just has a dark look to him. And, you know, just looking at his eyes, you know, looking at his eyes, he could, he's someone that actually... Absolutely, positively could have uh, played the Joker. And of course, on television, he had a recurring roles on The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. And also had a recurring role on Charmed. I actually remember seeing him on uh, Charmed as well. Uh, that was when, um, yeah, I think around that time, that was when uh, Shan Dorothy had uh, left the series and she was replaced by Rose McGowan. And he's also appeared in music videos. He was in the Mike and the Mechanics Silent Running. And he was also in Michael Jackson's You Rock My World playing one of um, one of the gangsters in, in the video. Of course, uh, this you might remember him, he was, uh, you know, talking with Michael in the scene. He goes, oh, come on, man. You know, you ain't got nothing, man. Give me all you got. And his other credits include the film Death Ring. He played Lucky Luciano in The Outfit, Deadly Heroes. He was in uh, Psy Fighters. With uh, Rowdy Ronnie Piper, 1996 uh, sci-fi film. Oh, he was also on an episode of The X-Files, the episode Thief, spelled T-H-E-E-F. Oh, he was on an episode of Master of, yeah, Masters of Horror, the episode Imprint. He was on uh, Zombie Hunters. Yeah, he was in Zombie Hunters as Dr. Frankfurt. He was on an episode of Supernatural. Uh, the episode Time is on My Side. And his last role, his final film role, was The Dance. I don't know what that is about. And he also played a preacher in Children of the Corn Genesis, which is... Um, Yeah, which was the ninth installment of the Children of the Corn series, which is considered a reboot. Oh, I never heard of this one, actually. Okay. So, yeah, he's had a long career, you know, more of a character actor, you know, like character actor, you know, one of those guys where you, where you see him and you're like, oh, he's the guy from that thing. <laughs> so, but he's definitely somebody that could have uh, played um the joker absolutely uh the first movie i actually saw him in was in uh, lady dragon 2 um he played um yeah he played you know the you know the gangster the one who um kills cynthia rothrock's um uh husband in the film and then also rapes her and and then now she wants to get revenge on him um he's definitely someone that could have 
made for a good Joker, I believe. And, um, of course, he just never really rose to the high ranks in, in acting. Again, more of a character actor than a major leading role actor. But uh, he was always good for playing a bad guy. You know, he was always typecast as, um, you know, as a villain. You know, so if there was a... So if you made, like, a B movie action film and you wanted a good bad guy, uh, he was the person to get. And that about does it. Oh, also, one more thing. Um, yeah, he died in 2012. Oh, wait. No, wait, sorry. Um, his wife died in 2012. Oh, what a shame. Yeah, his, uh, his wife, Sil Silvana Gallardo, uh, he actually died in... 2019 june 24 2019 so it's been two years since his um his passing wow rest in peace and that about does it for this episode of enter the bat cave next week i'll be doing a review of the 1989 batman movie soundtrack Yep, the soundtrack by Prince. Gonna be uh, talking about the tracks, you know, which ones I like, which ones that I like the least, and also a little backstory on this one as well. So make sure you tune in. Let me know what you all think in the comment section. You can find this podcast on Google+, Spotify, and also hubhopper.com. Until then, I'll see you all next week. Same bad time, same bad podcast. Bye-bye.